Welcome to Montaña Brujas, where we discuss our explorations around spirituality, the metaphysical, the paranormal, and yes, brujería. We are Lupe and Liz, your mountain brujas, and we welcome all newbies like ourselves and invite experts to join us on this venture. Hello! Hi. <laughs> so we're in person. <laughs> I know, we're in person together. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, we, we both live by the mountains, <laughs> but... Separate states, though. Separate states. Yeah, I'm from West Texas. I'm Lupe. And I'm Liz. I am in Colorado. So we actually recorded before, but the sound on my end didn't come (laughs) out very good. (laughs) And uh, it's cool because we're recording our first episode physically in person. In person, yeah. But from probably going forward, this is most likely a monthly thing. And going forward, it'll be apart. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I'm glad that we could do this initial episode together. Yes. And hopefully I'll get my sound better next time. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> fine. It's, it's going to be professional from here on out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we just wanted to um, kind of like introduce everyone to our own journey um, during like the last, I don't know, year, mm-hmm. maybe two years. I mean, we've always like been really, I feel like me and you have always been really connected. Yeah. Um, and then our interests just sort of aligned, especially when it came to like astrology. Astrology. Yeah, that was like one of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and because we are of Mexican American descent, we you know brujeria is like something that we grew up around. Yes, and maybe more so in the family. Not so much mine because it was deep Catholicism, but Catholicism is rooted in paganism. (laughs) At least if if I have that correct, I mean just (laughs) from what I've learned. And so, you know, where we're from, there's a lot of botanicas, and. yeah, I mean, yeah, like growing up on um, in a border town, mm-hmm. uh, I think that was like, even if you weren't Catholic, I feel like you still kind of like saw those traditions. Yeah, because, um, well, first of all, let's just start off with um, the name of our podcast is a little, uh, it's it's not your regular bruja, we're <laughs> B R E W Haas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, because we wanted to like really incorporate. Um, our, our cocktails, our brews, our teas that... Um, That's another thing we've bonded over is tea. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so we both love teas. We both love coffees, cocktails. cocktails and yeah. we wanted to, like, make that a part of this because we are always, like, exploring different types of... Call it potions if you want. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're always exploring different types that have benefits yeah. to us. We grew up with, like, yerba buena and... Um, camel, manzanilla, chamomile. Yeah. Manzanilla cures everything. Yeah, for stomach aches. Yeah, exactly. So, um, should I start with what I'm drinking right now? Yes. Okay, we'll awesome. Um, so, yeah, now that I'm in Colorado right now, I got to, in Denver, I tried um, this tea from a place called Herbs and Arts, and it's grief relief tea. And what I liked about the description is that it, you know, we always think of grief, we often think of death, but it's, it could be the grief of a job, it could be a relationship. Um, In my case, it is from, it's healing from a relationship. And I think also just like an old version of myself that I miss. And so there's like, grief is so complex. um, And it's often not just about the other person, it's about something within you. So I was excited to try this. It has linden. Uh, borage, Tulsi, Meadowsweet, Marshmallow Leaf, Wood, mm, ben- <laughs> hopefully I'm saying this right, Betany, Betany, Hawthorn Berry, Pink Roses, Red Roses, and Lemon Balm. The only one that I'm really familiar with, or not the only one, but the one that stands out to me um, 
besides roses uh, is hawthornberry because I've heard that's really good for your heart. Sometimes they'll oh. there's like hawthornberry supplements and they'll recommend it for your heart. And I think that's like on a physical level, but also I've met people who've made tinctures and they'll use hawthornberry. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'll and they say it's to strengthen the heart, I think, also spiritually. Well, here you go. Like, it's perfect for this plant, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't have ingredients listed on my bag, so, but I think it's pretty straightforward. It's, uh, it's called Clara Tea, mm-hmm. Memory and Focus Tea. Mm-hmm. I also got it at Herbs and Arts, which is a um, cute little shop in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, so sh- shout out to Kelsey for introducing me to that place. <laughs> and yeah. I picked up this one because I just have just lately, I've been really wanting to focus in on um, just like bigger projects or uh, really kind of getting my mind together to like see some of this stuff through, especially with my work schedule. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I kind of have to do stuff on the side like this. Um, and I feel like this was s- like focus and, and clarity is like what I've been wanting mm-hmm. uh, lately. Yeah. So you know, even like when we talk about stones, um, I'm like looking for all the ones that are going to help with focus You're and, yeah. and, and creativity and whatnot. So I find myself looking at um, like obviously quartz mm-hmm. is one citrine yeah um amethyst apparently is a good one for that too yeah um i heard amethyst is good for like intuition and psychic abilities and stuff but that's not something i'm trying to tap into as far as like (laughs) not trying to be like a like a psychic medium or anything like that (laughs) but i i like mostly just like trusting my own intuition Mm -hmm. um onto what i want to accomplish and so i hope for this podcast too um, I would like to see it grow into something maybe like a little bit bigger than what we're currently doing. But yeah, we're baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think it's a fun perspective because we're not trying to pose ourselves as experts. I mean, w- spirituality has been a part of our journey since we were little. But um, ex- exploring that with people is, you know, to see how we process things differently is really helpful. And I just think taking people along on a journey with you is always really helpful because then you kind of find that like other people are like oh that's what I experienced too right. and yeah I think um I just wanted to say before I forgot I think rutilated quartz might be that's why I've been kind of obsessed with it a little yeah. bit I think it helps with direction clarity um and I think intuition too so that oh, I, nice. I might be wrong but <laughs> <laughs> that's one that's really um I guess it's like a lot of the quartz kind of crystals because I crystals, think uh, yeah. rutilated it's like you know from quartz too and and I mean, I'm sure you have this too. I think you mentioned it before, but I've been drawn to rocks since I was little, like yeah. stones and things like that. Like one of my first books from the books mobi- bookmobile was on crystals and it <laughs> came with like amethyst, ro- um, desert rose, and I think a clear quartz. And yeah, it was just, uh, it, it just talked about it scientifically, like how they're formed. Yeah. But I just think that's interesting. It's kind of, for me, it feels kind of telling sometimes when you're a kid, whatever you gravitate towards, it kind of might set, maybe not a foundation, but it, it's, it, it might kind of foreshadow. Yeah. It's kind of like been a constant in your, um, in your like life and journey then, right? Yeah. Like for what I gravitated towards. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, like I've, I've been to other stores <laughs> with you before where it's just, 
Yeah, it's literally just rocks. Yeah, and we'll be in there for hours. <laughs> yes. Like I, at a certain point, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I've had my fill. But you <laughs> could go forever. I get overwhelmed. Cool. I'm like, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about our introduction into this type of spirituality. Because, I don't know, would you say you're pretty religious? Like, we both grew up Catholic, but yeah. do you still think you hold on to that? Um, I, like, treat spirituality like a buffet which some people maybe would not like <laughs> but I've had I have a friend uh, whose birthday is the same day as mine too and it's interesting because like she's somebody who uh, I was like oh that resonates with me because she does the same thing so not religious but I do like to borrow in a way w- I mean I try not to be like disrespectful and appropriate like I don't go around around saying but I think a lot of us do that you know like yeah. with the Catholicism um, I do, I do like a lot of these, um, especially with s- this one person I follow, she was talking about the pr- a prayer to Archangel Michael and yeah. I got really into that and I do, I, I started to do, um, you do like angel work. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. And, uh, uh, and she, ki- her name's, uh, Jessica Alexandria. I, I hope I'm saying her last name wrong. I mean, right. But <laughs> she on Instagram goes by and YouTube Bahati life and she has a whole page about Archangel Michael in this town that she went to in Florida kind of close to where she lives that has a shrine and she said it was like life-changing for her so she puts a very specific prayer set of prayers it has Hail Marys and Our Fathers and that feels kind of like oh like yeah childhood stuff so it's It's sort of comforting yeah 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 exactly so I still but I am not anywhere close to devoutly Catholic because there was so much of the things that I was told when I was little that just didn't resonate with me. Like yeah. when it came to fearing God and guilt and shame and like that could never, it never, st- I even remember like when I was yeah. told when I was little, like being gay is a sin. And what was the other one that I was told? I was just like, whatever God this is that people are talking about does not resonate with me. I don't feel like God right. creator, whatever is like that. Like, I yeah. mean, this is so natural to be gay. So to like <laughs> shame a person for being themselves. Is right. so, so that's why I could never be devoutly anything really. Cause I think at every single religion, you kind of find it that it kind of boils down to that. Yeah. yeah. And then I think too, like essentially any type of, well, I I mean, in my opinion, I should mm. say yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, any I've type of organized religion is really going to devolve into like that misogyny. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that like, I want to be a part of at all. Um, So like in my case, I want to have like more agency over um, like my practices. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of stuff I like to do is very um, in private. (laughs) And that was one thing I did take from the church or from my like teachings was that your relationship with God and with Jesus should be very personal and I kind of took that way to heart because <laughs> it was like, then why are we all here together? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> it kind of pulls you away from yeah. source energy or whatever, because you're like kind of thinking about how you have all these things. Well, at least when I remember in church, yeah. I daydream a lot and like <laughs> think about a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, yeah, like once I sort of branched out to do my own research and stuff, it felt more comfortable and personal, uh, just doing stuff by myself. Yes, I like to learn from from others, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's how I like um, kind of develop my own practices. Uh, but I don't really, I don't want to be part of a group. <laughs> like, I don't want to do the group work. 
and which is funny because like we're we're both um are well we both have Aquarius placements yeah. right um and that is like um it is about community it is about like serving like the greater good and yeah, especially Aquarius, yeah friends and whatnot and um I kind of hope that this is like our contribution in a sense it's like doing this type of collective work feels more natural to me than um you know going Organized. to going to like yeah even even if it's something like uh group getting studies. together with a group f- under the moon or whatever yeah. like as much as I love to do moon work I kind of want to do it by myself yeah <laughs> I and, and it's so I think that's actually so important that's such important work is like what we do by ourselves because with groups it's it's bound to happen that you feel disconnected at some point I yeah. think you know you have to have a relationship with yourself it's so important so yeah i think it's really like i have done group study work um not not with necessarily what we're going to be talking about but, right. with, but with buddhism uh nichiren buddhism and i enjoy it but like the commitment and all that like it kind of pulls you away and i'm like okay this oh. has to be something that i go to as a sanctuary and yeah i guess it requires discipline and things like that but like there has to be some kind of routine that you create for yourself that's yeah without judgment and like worry about commitment i think yeah sometimes that or also too like whether or comparing yourself mm-hmm. to anyone else there and like whether because like it could create an insecurity of like am i doing this correctly yeah or maybe i don't want to do it in this particular way but yeah yeah, yeah. and so like you kind of learn more about yourself when you do get to learn from other people yeah. and um when you practice alone i think and you kind of you brought it up and hopefully we can explore this like in a later episode but um mostly like the spiritual uh benefits of yoga mm-hmm. so i was like thinking like the only group uh activity i love doing <laughs> is yoga yeah um uh, when i'm alone yeah i, I kind of use it as like more of a meditative uh practice when i'm by myself yeah but i do like that um that sort of sense the of group community setting. and yeah. when you kind of when you explained like uh you were talking about like the poses and yeah. um like just spiritual benefits from that too which yeah. was really cool so yeah because it gets extracted sometimes or not extracted what's the right word it gets taken out um in certain environments where i think i told I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I brought a friend to a yoga class who was like very, she was atheist, but almost like in a really rigid way, she was upset about the spiritual, the spiritual aspect of yoga. Okay. And it really triggered in her like an upset over grief because the person kind of like said, you know, if you want to invite and honor your ancestors into the space that upset her because she's like, my grandma doesn't exist anymore. Like that's what yeah. she, and I was like, dang, like I didn't want to ruin her life taking her to this, but like, this is just supposed to be a fun class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think some people like, they don't want that part of the yoga and I, I'm not going to say what's right or what's wrong, but that's the origins of it. It's, it's, right. it's not supposed to be about accomplishing complex poses and being able to post pictures of yourself doing this like amazing pretzel looking, yeah. you know, position that, is not easy to accomplish like there's nothing wrong with being proud that you've accomplished the pose but it i think uh, it yoga is supposed to be accessible to all body types and if you can't do a certain pose that's not the 
point. It right. should be like, you know, empowering. And I've heard about people talking about how yoga helped them evolve spiritually to have the confidence to try something that was yeah, challenging. And that's, that's true. Yeah. Like it translates that way. Yeah. But and that's why I like want to dive deeper into it. And I'm going to try to really do it from the most respectful place of like starting. Like I have a friend that really cares about all that, like honoring where it came from. Yeah. And making sure that it's inclusive. Um, well, because she's an instructor. So I really am trying to be conscious of who am I following and all that. And like, are they making this inclusive of all these body types? Because if you're disabled, you shouldn't not be able to enjoy yoga. Like right. that's, it's meant, it's meant for everybody. And yeah, so I think it's like, it's, it's so important, at least for me, to keep that spiritual part of it and not just like as a workout or. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good like benefit. Yeah, uh, having like the the physical aspect. Yeah, of exactly. It too. But I mean, I think that's kind of um, what you get when you're doing like more mindfulness, like mm. uh, uh, in this in this sense, right? Yeah. Um, breath work. That's the one work. that I really, really, really <laughs> want to keep getting into because that's what I got into, ironically, during the uh, COVID. Because yeah. COVID is about a lot of it is about breath, like yeah. people losing their breath. It gave me the opportunity. Surprisingly, I had no idea this would happen. It, I, I wasn't like the co like COVID took over the world, and I'm like, I'm gonna get into breath work. It just kind of happened because there was so much pause, and really for me, it was because I I, I kind of feel like Instagram became a different space during COVID of more conscious activism. Yeah, because that was the way like when people were starting to pay attention to what was happening with like George Floyd and like, yeah. this isn't the first time you guys, this has been happening. And now all these other videos surfaced. What also came from that were communities saying, are we making these healing spaces about what's happening in the world? And like, are we making it open to black communities? Are yeah. we making it accessible to black communities or communities who couldn't afford these retreats and stuff? So because of that, a lot of things, and because of the pandemic, things became virtual. And then I started to have access to people I would have never had access to. Yeah. And mm. it's like, I mean, during this time, um, like what TikTok sort of like really took yeah, over because uh, everyone was at home, yeah. you know, and it did. It was like everyone making like like everyone was really tapping into their creativity that they might have not been able to before yeah. or finding like it's different avenue, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, not to say that like not like to. um not to like make the the pandemic like a oh this was great but yeah <laughs> like we definitely don't want to like forget obviously how awful um, it was we're not dismissing that yeah that basically that's what I was trying to say like we're not dismissing that but um it really did kind of take people into a space where they had to be alone with themselves they mm -hmm. had to like uh be a little bit more introspective yeah. and you know on TikTok you were seeing like the BLM movement really grow and um just yeah like just showing that sense of community even though this pandemic was happening um yeah. you know we got to like learn from more um content creators about uh you know spirituality and astrology and stuff and mm -hmm. that's the other thing too is like learning about people's backgrounds and where these practices came from you know like astrology it's not just like new it's not like your cosmo horoscope right like there's more to it but then like not just learning about like charts and whatnot but even 
going further back and because like astrology is an ancient yeah tool um like with what you were saying when you're talking about yoga you know respecting like its origins the same thing with astrology you know because it was like a spiritual practice for a lot of um uh asian people too and you learn you know about like the appropriation of that you know from different creators who were maybe called out um they might have been like very knowledgeable but then you kind of feel like do i want to follow someone like this who isn't crediting the right people or if they're stealing content (laughs) like not crediting them for that either you kind of like i don't know it, it taught me not to just like okay well this person has like really good content um it, when they're ignoring like the the black community yeah. where they might have more knowledge in one uh in one field than they than they do yeah we know that like appropriation happens yeah. and we experience it in our own communities and, and we do it ourselves without we do it ourselves yeah yeah <laughs> which is a delicate dance because i think that we shouldn't deny ourselves these practices but it, it's all on how we do it right? and just not claiming it as our own. Like, uh, like that's why we're trying to emphasize, like we're learning this with people. And cause I think I brought up uh, before to you that, I mean, I did that. M- like I got into Wicca in, in middle school, <laughs> not knowing what I had never heard the word appropriation. And, you know, with Wicca, I, I still don't completely understand it. I just got into it and like bought a bunch of books. Uh, <laughs> Barnes and Noble had like a new age section. Yeah. And I loved it. And so like it borrowed all from a lot, but some of it was like European stuff. Like um, I'm thinking like Celtic stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Celtic stuff, but some of it borrowed like from Native American. Um, and now we've had the issue of like the over harvesting of white sage. And I mean, that's so that's so tricky because it's not that like people shouldn't smudge, but. I guess like we just always have to be conscious of over harvesting and like where are we buying it from? I mean, now we, now we know, but it's like, it is such a delicate dance. And like what you were saying, like we started to pay more attention to who we were following. And I somehow found out about 33rd and rising. That's one I just want to name drop because, um, they, uh, it's run by, I think multiple people, but the woman that I was following, um, is a black woman and she you know the, a lot of these breathwork sessions that you could um, pay to to be a part of virtually were focused on um i mean obviously because of what was happening there was a focus they weren't bypassing the the pain that was happening in the black community and then later yeah. on the asian community because there was a lot of you know crimes towards asian people because of covid and um yeah it just feels more right to be taking classes from from people like her because i had a friend that i was really disappointed i mean i never you don't always see that side of them until something happens and i was so i was kind of sad that and she's not like a friend i've known for a long time i know her because she would offer meditation classes sound healing and another friend who's black wrote because on june 1st that was the day that people did the the blackout squares oh yeah Uh uh-huh of last of 2020 and that was a day that like i feel like i had put a lot in thought into am i going to post something if i do am i just make sure it's coming from a genuine place that it's not being performative so i feel like it was 
you couldn't avoid the fact that that day was like whatever you do is a you're you're sending a message with whatever you post that day because so much and so she decided to post about like a sound healing session and it costs like this much and my friend's like really like you're not gonna kind of acknowledge like the pain that's happening and maybe make this open to the black especially when you have a platform yeah like with so many followers and stuff like i yeah i i think you should have like you should take it as a responsibility when you have that many people with eyes on you exactly and and she kind of that was the first time i saw like not it wasn't the first time i saw it but like it was when it became clear like what spiritual bypassing is and she was like um she was she she told him like wishing you love and light like you know i mean we talk about it a lot now like oh love and light (laughs) but like it was the first time i saw it and it just felt so sad because it's like you know what he's trying to say and this is your friend this is someone who's worked for you like this like you say yes like you know let's offer this for free for the black community why not yeah what's gonna hurt you by doing that and um she didn't acknowledge it and then like later on kind of insinuated it's like low vibrational to talk about this issue that everybody (laughs) else like there's a lot of people who they won't say covid like they're like they kind of feel like it's like saying voldemort or something (laughs) and it's like it's like any other emotion when you feel jealousy when you feel bitterness if you try to pretend you don't feel those low vibrational feelings quote unquote then where does that energy go yeah it, it it's becomes shame it becomes embarrassment it becomes whatever so like you're not and low it could vibrational be like for acknowledging could, pain it like could be like toxic in the long run too yeah because then there's lots of people who you know aren't expressing the like what they're living maybe what they should yeah and it can bubble up and how yeah. is that going to play out physically how is that too. Gonna show, yeah how is that going to affect others too yeah so um yeah i think like just the mindfulness too of like uh not just trying to manifest like great good things yeah which is fine like you should be but like also acknowledging you know the um maybe negative aspects that you might have and trying to work through those too because mm. obviously we're not all perfect no so we're all gonna make mistakes and cause harm and i think just by being human we do that you know like we yeah. don't ha- like we didn't always know certain things that we did and created were gonna cause damage and then we're like oh we over harvested that we shouldn't have been extracting from that like yeah <laughs> well and then it's like okay we should be learning from our mistakes mm-hmm. in that sense but at the same time absolutely need to be listening to people who like experience this or who are giving like these warnings yeah or like telling you like i'm telling you this is why it hurts our community yeah <laughs> listen to us yeah. and um i know i feel like where where we're coming from um i'm hoping that we can give like a little bit more of a voice to maybe a community that is a little bit underrepresented mm-hmm. in this area um especially when you go on tiktok like you can look up a brujeria hashtag and you're going to see lots of people who are not of Mexican descent um, mm. showing off their practices, which is fine, whatever. <laughs> but like also making money off of it yeah. or claiming it as like their own too. Or, yeah. you know, and it's funny because um, like, oh, well, I'll just say like my kind of like foray into these types of practices um i had like a tarot reading when i was in elementary school oh. and it's funny because like it, that's 
kind of what I do now, even though I know like it's not like origination from like my country or, you know, um, but I, that's why I like, I, I like to do it. I, but it's not something that I like try to own really. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Um, but it has been something that's helped me. I use it to help friends who, want readings and stuff so Mm -hmm. i've i've gotten a little bit better but it's not something i'm like um trying to capitalize on right now um i just want to be a student of this i still feel like i'm a student of it even though like i've been kind of like reading for a few years now yeah um the other thing that got me hooked was was just learning about astrology uh going to um well one like learning about Greek myths mm-hmm. and like constellations and astronomy and then eventually like how that tied into astrology and then going through that period where it's just like yeah no one takes it seriously because it's all just like made up and then like learning more about it as I got older like oh no actually this is legitimate and it was used by like even who is it presidents and stuff too. Well, presidents, like world yeah. leaders. <laughs> but going back to like Greek Queens. philosophers, yeah, like, they were, um, they were mathematicians, they were doctors, and they were still like using astrology. Like when people say they don't believe in astrology, that's fine if you, yeah, you can't not believe in it. It exists. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like if you don't. Um, yeah, like if you're not like living by it, yeah. that's fine. But to like c- to completely discredit it without yeah. really understanding where uh, or how it's like also played in or played out through history. Yeah. Um, so like that's kind of like where I kind of gravitate towards. And then as I got older and learned more about, you know, like crystals, like herbs and stuff, I read that book, American Brujeria. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it because even though I didn't grow up with family members who practiced, like, practiced brujeria, it's still ingrained in, like, the Catholic upbringing, I feel like, um, because that's yeah. where it stems from. It really is, like, the a Catholic practice. Yeah. Yeah. And um, a lot of it was because it, it was a Native practice. Yeah. It just sort of transitioned into... Like or tied into the Christianity because of who was conquering, yeah, <laughs> assimilation tribes. and one example that he gives in the book. Um, the story is that the Virgin appeared as the native tribe that they would maybe recognize and trust mm-hmm. when she's giving them these messages, right? Mm-hmm. But the imagery, if you look at her, um, it is very celestial. She's yeah. standing on a crescent moon. She has like the stars, galaxy on her robe. Um, and it's kind of like when they, when they turned it into like a version of the Virgin Mary, it was to keep, it was to keep like their goddess yeah. that they worshiped. Was it Don Ancin? I can't remember her name okay. right now, but okay. I should have written it down. I was thinking it was Don Ancin. Yes. Yeah. And it's this goddess who they weren't allowed to worship, but yeah. it's like, well, if we dress her up like this, like their Christian virgin. Yeah then they'll let us keep this like idol tree. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's, it was, um it was really cool to read about, but then it was also really frustrating for me because it's like, I don't want to like assimilate. Yeah. <laughs> mask something. Yeah. And I wish we had like really learned about this um, 
type of history growing up, especially in El Paso, yeah. too, because because um, we're like that's where we're from. Yeah, I I learned it in a my his my his, my first history class in college um, was at UTEP, University of Texas at El Paso, and I didn't go there, but it was like a free class that I got because I was in this program called Upward Bound, and one of the rewards. Um, it was to help keep you on a college track. One of the rewards was to have a college class paid for it. So anyway, the, the professor was a uh, Chicano studies professor. So he had his incorporation of what he valued. And that's when, that's when I learned about assimilation. That's, and I learned the same yeah. thing about the Virgen. I don't remember like learning about her, be, her being Tonantzin. The reason I know about that is because there is a community in El Paso that um, does honor the Mesoamerican and indigenous um, spirituality, spiritual practices. Um, so there's there's different um, different groups in any way that like sometimes they'll they'll honor Tonantzin, you know. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I was gonna ask because I was like, oh crap, we went off like on a tangent, yeah, I know, right? and I didn't know <laughs> if well, when I started talking about my origins, did well, you get to say everything with like what? Because I I know kind, you did just mention kind it of now just now, yeah, like really that's what it is. Yeah. But I am looking up um, Tonantzin, mm -hmm. and yeah, like it makes sense because um, what is it like, like representing like Mother Earth, obviously, mm -hmm. but like they have her as like Im her imagery with a snake as well, mm -hmm. and the Virgen de Guadalupe is got her foot on a snake and um so that's why it's like <laughs> it's like their cheeky way of keeping yeah like their like uh their roots and stuff but us growing up in the catholic church we didn't learn about that no. we didn't learn like that history yeah. and i bet if if they had honored that i probably would have been more like inclined to maybe like practice in that sense but mm. when it's what it is now i i don't want to be a part of yeah like that organized religion yeah. <laughs> and i feel like there's a reason that you and i and a, a lot of people of our generation it's like we're returning to ourselves i don't yeah. even know if i'm like i don't know what i think about past lives like i don't have a clue right. what my what my what is it uh, akash akashic records um is how you say it i just forgot so uh, like <laughs> i don't know about any of that stuff yet but I do feel like there's a reason that we're returning to those roots. And because it's like, it's technology definitely has played a role in it. But I mean, like, we were naturally, we gravitated towards that. Yeah. Like, I didn't have an older sister or brother get me into it, you know? Same. Yeah. So it's like, and when you were saying about astrology, um, I think some people who are so skeptical of it, they think that believing in astrology means that I have to make decisions. Based, based on, on the transit yeah, yeah like i can't go on vacation because mercury whatever is in retrograde but no it's not about that it's it what i found for me during the pandemic returning to astrology was that it became therapeutic but it's a lot about who you listen to so for me it was chani nicholas yeah and sometimes it feels when i listen to her like i'm listening to a counselor like she <laughs> she gives you these prompts that really like these journal prompts um, that really are like, because I have had counseling, it reminds me of some of those. Like Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. kind of like what I think astrology is really good for. Especially, yeah. It's like when you learn about your natal chart, mm -hmm. it's like learning about yourself and like realizing, oh, this is true about me. Or maybe um, 
maybe it's like something you haven't learned yet or experienced yet. Yeah. And I think um, when I was when I started reading more about uh, transits and stuff, because I always knew like, oh, my rising sign, my moon sign. Um, but then when I started learning about just like the house place, like the houses mm-hmm. and all those placements, um, that's when it became like that. That's why it's a study. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's when it's really a study. But really, it's like a reflection. Astrology is like really a reflection of what's going on. It's not a predictor. Mm-mm. It's not like telling the future. Um, and so like whenever there's Mercury in retrograde, you know, like they talk about there's just like communications issues that you might run into mm-hmm. um that's why i say like don't start don't start something new yeah um you might unless you're like ready to like deal with um the fallout from it the glitches yeah and, and so like with traveling during mercury and retrograde uh, i did that this last one yeah. and i remember telling my husband i'm like just so you know it's in retrograde and <laughs> we might like hit some like we might hit some road uh roadblocks but basically don't freak out like <laughs> don't stress because we're not going to cancel this trip yeah and it's just like okay we prepared we like left two hours before rather than one hour than we needed to and it's a good thing we did because we were basically like going in circles trying to like get our car parked yeah. um we weren't late for our flight but it was like longer than usual and that's why like there was a lot of delays yeah and there was a lot of stuff that could have gone wrong if we didn't plan for it you know yeah um and so that's why it's like you can't blame stuff on mercury and retrograde it's just like yeah when you come across like these obstacles like how are you going to handle them yeah kind of deal um so that's like one thing about astrology that i'm learning more about too um because before yeah it's just be like here's your horoscope um here's who you're compatible with (laughs) yeah we i when i was little i was like like I would look up the person's sun sign because I didn't know about moon and rising <laughs> yeah. and all that at the time. And, um, and now, you know what I like to use it for? Um, I like knowing about our Venus placement because it's almost like learning your love language and it doesn't have to be romantic love. Just oh, it's relationship. like relationships. Yeah. yeah. And like what I love about love languages is that like, if you kind of understand what your love language is, then you can see like, where, where can I work on things? Like where yeah. can I, and that's kind of fun. It's like a fun well, like in my case, mine is, um, I believe my Venus is in Capricorn. Oh. So which is funny because like, yes, I actually do like <laughs> go into re- like relationships more. From a pragmatic. Yeah. More like logical mm-hmm. and um, yeah, which is great. just just kind of like st- not, not straightforward, but, you know, just like about business yeah yeah <laughs> like this relationship is a business transaction for me <laughs> and that's why like maybe i could learn <laughs> to tap into like the more um sensual in one way but also like more co- compassionate mm-hmm. more sympathetic or romantic <laughs> or whatever because that's like one thing that i um and I need more help with the capricorn because <laughs> i'm mine's in leo yours in liz in leo and okay. it was like Leos love love. Yes. And they love feeling like you're they love feeling like I'm the only person yes. that you're interested yeah. in. And 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 I'm I'm that way. Like <laughs> when I'm in love with somebody, I don't care if the guy next to me is cute. Who cares? I have you. Like I want to give you all my attention. Yeah. I, I want to feel that way too. You want that received too. <laughs> yeah. And I guess like in my case, it's like it's like yes, it's okay I need to be attracted to, to other people. No, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I can understand. Yeah. Like 
of course you would be attracted to that person. Yeah. Like, they are beautiful. Yeah, like, I'm attracted <laughs> to that person. <laughs> Basically. And also just, like, yeah, I'm going, uh, uh, acts of service, mm-hmm. I guess, would be my love language. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, yes, I will take care of this house for you. Um, but also, I kind of want that back, too. Yeah. Like, I want you to help with some responsibilities. Yeah. Because when I can have stuff cleared off my plate and, like, out of my mind, yeah. then I can really, like, um, be focused in on your feelings yeah. and like making sure like you're happy in that sense you know yeah uh but <laughs> if i have like all this other shit to do yeah i'm like well <laughs> no that's there's a, no that's other capacity right now so great like i think it's so what's the word underrated in a way because like you're it, it it's kind of like when i was hearing about saturn and the the conjunction that happened in t- last year with saturn and um jupiter yeah and the way Chani put it was like Saturn is like the skeletal system. Yeah. You take care of that skeletal system, the structure, getting those things taken care of, like yeah. acts of service. Then everything around the skeleton, the muscles, the skin can relax because yeah. you're like, and so it's like so important to do those. Like knowing what my love language is, is helping me think about what needs to be worked on, like the acts of service yeah. and time and things like that. Cause it's not enough to just stick. Like, I think some people learn about their love languages and they're like, that's my love language. So that's, that's all ju- I want. That's and all that's I want. Like, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it's like using your like Zodiac as an excuse. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you just like, sorry, I'm a Leo. I need all the attention. Yeah. Or like, sorry, I'm an Aquarius. I don't care about your feelings. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and when you're introspective, like when I'm like, oh, no wonder I'm such a Chiona, which is like a crybaby because <laughs> <laughs> I have all these actually, no, you know what? I would think that if I were to guess, like not know my zodiac signs, I would think I had a lot of water placements because I'm <laughs> right. a crybaby. But no, I actually <laughs> don't. I'm, I'm all air. <laughs> so I mean, there's other things like maybe something we could talk about in the future episode yeah. is uh, human design, and that talks. It's almost like zodiac, but it's different. It's yeah, yeah. And, and that's another thing too is like what we're talking about right now isn't anything that can't be applied without yeah. astrology yeah, exactly. or you know, like you're talking about skeletal system right like obviously you want like a good foundation for any type of relationship or any type of um like task you're going to take on you have to lay the foundation and make sure that like things are in place before you can have like the fun stuff Mm -hmm. of it so um and you don't need astrology to To tell you that that. (laughs) but sometimes like what i would i have thought of all those things you know maybe like maybe with therapy but like I like I very much support traditional counseling therapy, but I think that there is something therapeutic about finding your other like other modalities. Um, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but yeah, like astrology or anything that requires mindfulness and like yeah. re- reflection can yeah. be very therapeutic. So it's like, yeah. It just well so I mean, I know there's probably people who don't want to go to counseling, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe this avenue is like <laughs> yeah. a good start. Yeah. Because it's not a replacement, but like it could be a good start. Yeah. Maybe open like you to it more. Yeah. Cause like when you start to learn more about yourself too, then maybe it's like, okay, well, maybe I can take this to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And so you talked about your influences, like Chani Nicholas. Um, yeah. She's really great to listen to. Oh, I love her, her so much. Like amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think like for me, I kind of like, I really do like my TikTok algorithm <laughs> because I'll get like really um, 
interesting and diverse people who come up and just explain, even if it's like the same thing that another person might have said, just kind of like getting those, um, like getting the repetitive messages, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of makes it stick because that's the other thing too, is like there was an astrologer I was following who I thought was really, well, they are really, really intelligent about astrology yeah. and um, they are very like studious. And yeah. then it turned out that they were stealing content from like other <laughs> black creators and I was like, okay, well I can't follow them anymore yeah. or, you know, as good as they are. Yeah. But um, so that's why I'm like, I have to, Listen to multiple people. Yeah, 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 and that's why it's kind of like um, like politicians too. Yeah, you can find one that you love and you want you're gonna like support and like just sing their praises, and then you find out like oh, they sexually harass somebody, <laughs> or they accepted money from this really problematic. Yeah, like goddamn it, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why like I don't ever want to put anybody on a pedestal. Yeah, um, and that's the other thing too. It's like really, it's really tough to like um or tricky to navigate who to really listen to like cons- like on a consistent basis yeah um because again you never know if what they're doing is maybe somebody else's work or yeah. and um and also just that we're human because there's a counselor that I was telling you about earlier that I follow and it's like counselors are, are humans and yeah. they have their perspectives also based on their experience like right. not everything they say is coming from what they studied they're going to inevitably what's going to leak into it is their experience and their, yeah. And their own biases. So you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. And that's a cool thing about astrology. I think, um, is that it is very like it's mathematical. It's Mm -hmm. very logical. And the way that it's applied to you is differently, but really it can all be interpreted the same way by everybody. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm saying like, Getting it from different voices, yeah, I do too, is great because they can probably explain it in a way that'll make more sense. But it's really all the same message, and that's like because astrology really can be like a science, yeah, um, or like it is a study. Um, proving it, that's probably a little bit harder, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of those things where you have to not worry about having proof because. I think that's what I feel like I've come to accept in in spirituality because like sometimes people will try to validate spiritual practices on a scientific level. Yeah. And then it's like we don't need it to be validated if it works well, for us. Yeah, and that's the whole harm. like that's the whole point though yeah. of like faith and spirituality yeah. is like yeah, <laughs> that's lack of proof. Right yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, um. It's like it's also like being careful to not fall into like the like the same mistakes that like organized religion Mm -hmm. would that they do. Yeah. Um, So that's also why I'm like, I still don't I still want to stay away from like group work. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, Learning about it on my own and applying it to myself is going to be more helpful. And also it's just like a kind of a fun way to just go through life too mm. because like we, almost don't, oh, we don't know how it's we don't know what's like waiting for us after yeah i hope it's nothing honestly <laughs> oh really <laughs> in my case i really hope it's nothing like, <laughs> <laughs> like just thinking about it already gives me like anxiety. existential anxiety <laughs> um but 
And I'm the opposite. I'm like, I hope it's not nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, for me, it's like, while we're here, I might as well, like, have fun. Yeah. And for me, like, learning about astrology and tarot and, like, it's just fun. Yeah. But you're also, like, it's about having fun. But from knowing you, you also care a lot about leaving the world better off than when you came. And I, and I, and you don't, you're hoping that there might be nothing. And the fact that if that is true, you're still being as good of a person as you can be. Like While I'm here. Yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. You know, because some people have stigmas against atheists. Like, oh, then what's teaching you to be moral? It's like, you don't need a religion to teach you right. to have a moral <laughs> compass. And I mean, I grew up, You, I mean, hello, you learn about the golden rule. Yeah. Um, but it can also be the same, like, thing that Jesus taught you. Yeah. So it's like, I'm pretty sure... There is a way, um, yeah, like there is a way to just like live morally without needing yeah. religion. Um, I think I think like we would all get to this type of place anyway, or yeah. like to get to these types of lessons anyway. Yeah, because that's just like us as humans. I think I think yeah. that's like really like the core of it is like no matter what, like the humans are gonna get to that type of uh, conclusion mm-hmm. that. Yes, we all need to work together. Yeah. We all need to make this like life as good for all of us. Yeah. And the generations after and I I when you were talking about it being fun, I was gonna say I think it I, I might have said that already that it's fun too because when you start to analyze your behaviors in a way that's not so judgmental, but more like, Oh, you know, that's why I'm doing that. Then it kind of takes you out of your emotions for a little bit yeah. in a good way. Like like I was telling you about grief and I was thinking like, what's wrong with me? Why am I still so heartbroken? Why am I blah, blah, blah. And it was like, Oh, it's not that I still want to be with this person. It's that uh, there's a void and only I can fill that void. And it's just that it takes time. And sometimes we make things harder on ourselves by judging like how long it takes for us to process and heal. And I think like with astrology too, sometimes like if you're paying attention to, if you start to feel like, Oh, that is happening in my life. What like, and it kind of does is reflected in the transits and all that like then you can kind of step out of being in your head in like no no this is the this is like what the world is like and then you're looking at it from the outside it's like from the yeah outside looking in and you're like oh okay like i just need to open myself to the fact that like this isn't all me you know it's like uh it's some of it is scientific. Oh, well, now I'm kind of going back away from <laughs> astrology, but just like how the brain works sometimes, yes. like it's it's used to habits, it's used to patterns. And once you acknowledge, hey, there's this pattern and I need to figure out how to intercept it so that yeah. I can redirect my thoughts. It's like, cool. So I think you do that with astrology, you know? Yeah, you, yeah. Like and then, well, like, um, I think that's what we had mentioned before. Like, we, we kind of brought this up before we recorded, but just like retraining your brain. So when you are processing like a loss, um, it's kind of like retraining your brain to before that, yeah. like as far as like those feelings go. Um, and then also what's cool is that you have that experience going f- like to go forward and like grow in that sense. And then like just going back to like the fun part of astrology and stuff is like those videos that kind of just like kind of stereotyping different signs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are fun. It's like they're fun. <laughs> and <laughs> you can make fun of yourself. That's exactly. so important you make to make of fun of yourself for a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, one thing I wanted to mention really quick, I really like this herbalist, Karen um, M. Rose. 
and talking about emotions, um, something that I kind of recently learned that I heard about a little bit. Maybe you'll remember, I mean, maybe you'll know this because I can't remember whether it was serotonin or dopamine, but one of those takes place in the gut. And I'm like, Whoa. wow, like this is an emotion, what, chemical? Um, right. But I've, ha- I've, I've like seen articles that I've been meaning to read <laughs> <laughs> that talk about how our gut plays a big role in our emotions and uh-huh. which makes sense, right? Because when you're upset, your guts, like you yeah. get all, s- your stomach gets upset. And so what Karen M. Rose, she's an herbalist and she does incorporate astrology and spirituality. But w- like, I think there's something about the act of these herbs are allies in this process. Yeah. Like it again, takes you out of your emotions. Like I'm doing, I'm tending to myself. Yeah. And that's like self-love. Like I'm, I'm healing myself with these herbs and I'm also honoring the earth. Like that, what a beautiful connection to be like these flowers that I'm drinking right now, these leaves are doing something for me. Mm -hmm. And not that we need an excuse to value the earth. I mean, it's just such an amazing place to be, but But it's a good reminder reminder. because I mean, like for how far our society has like progressed, even with like different technologies and stuff. And unfortunately ones that um, are a strain on, the planet yeah i mean we it kind of takes us back to like where we came from mm-hmm. when we were just like hunters and gatherers yeah. right um and because that's what they were doing they were like using um herbs and and psychedelics that they didn't call psychedelics then right <laughs> but as treatments yeah. as medicine there is value to that yeah today but also like being able to appreciate like the technology that has also made it to where Maybe it's not a good thing for some people, but to like have people live longer yeah. and healthier lives. Yeah. You know, um, I, b- yeah, I very much believe in integrative medicine. So yeah. like Western and Eastern for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, I think this is like pretty good then for like a good intro episode, yeah. as to like what, what this is going to be about. And hopefully we have somebody to talk to someone else to talk to next yeah. time. But, um, yeah. And then just like as a fun, as a fun closing, because this is like a woo sort of podcast (laughs) 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 we'll we'll go ahead and do a little uh, a tarot pool and so this is for the month of september this is for the collective and it's kind of just like maybe what we can expect and what kind of energy that we want to carry in throughout the month to assist us through yeah Yeah. so um (laughs) in this case we have the hanged man and we have the Ace of Rods. So um, the Hanged Man is usually like taking pause. It's um, kind of waiting something out that you have no control over. It's just like being in that space and letting things play out the way they need to. Um, and then with the Ace of Rods, the Ace is like the beginning of a journey, basically. And... Um, the rods represents, you know, like your your creativity, the fire within you. Um, so really, I mean, we're at the beginning of the month. I don't know if that helps or if that plays into it. But I guess the energy that we want to take into this month, and if this speaks to you, you can go ahead and <laughs> take it with you. But, um, yeah, like we want to have things. We, we don't want to rush things. Mm-hmm. We want to wait for the right opportunity. Because then that's going to be the time to sort of capitalize on that um, opportunity with the Ace of Rods. You want to start, you'll have a new beginning. You'll have something come in 
that's going to be brand new and something that you can just sort of run with and something that's a little bit more not necessarily creative, but like, yes, that burning within you, mm. something that just makes you happy or something that you've just been motivated and or like wanting to do. So, yeah, it's I guess the message is wait it out. Don't rush or force anything, but seize the opportunity when it comes. Yeah. Wow. So. You know, what, I was, I, I'll try not to go off on that too much, but <laughs> what I was going to say is that actually is a pretty good reflection of the this week's reading that I heard with Chani Nicholas. Yeah. Was, I was talking about <laughs> processing uncertainty mm. and how important slowing down is for yeah. that. Because that's part of why we don't slow down sometimes, because we're like, we need to figure out the answer. Yeah. You know? So like just be being certain. patient. Yeah. <laughs> and the fall kind of reflects that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like right. You don't think of things speeding up in the fall. You think of with the summer you do because of fire energy. Yes. So it's that's that's really cool. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I hope. Um, I think anytime I do tarot pulls, it's usually going to be a little bit more optimistic. <laughs> um, I try to put that kind of spin on it. Yeah. I'm not like a total um, robot in that sense, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's important too, so that it destigmatizes it. Like, yeah, I used to be scared of tarot when I was little. I was <laughs> like, I don't want to know these bad things. It's like, no, that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and this isn't like predictive. Yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, it's just that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, when if if it does come up for you, like maybe reflect on that and kind of like go in with that sort of mindset. Exactly. So, yep. All right then. Well, thanks for being here with us. Thank yeah. you for being in person here. <laughs> I'm like wanting to clap. Like if we have an audience, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, this is super exciting. Like we're both. This is like, what's the word? Not cathartic, but this is just yes. so fun for us. So we hope that anybody listening. This is really our own like outlet for personal, uh, personal gain yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> but we hope to. We, we hope, hope it that it, like this helps everyone else yes. too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, this is uh this is Montaña Brujas, and we hope you have a lovely month. Thank you.